All right, an emotional night in Ball Arena as the Colorado Avalanche say goodbye to Peter McNabb and then go out and take care of business on the ice 5-3 to three against the Predators. It was like there was no way they were going to lose this game. It's one of those things where there's so much emotion going on. You knew that this was pretty much in the bag for the Avalanche. Took a little bit of time, but eventually they took care of business 5-3 to three against the Preds. A lot to get to. And Topanga and Kelly Kapowski, whatever her name is, uh, is it Kapowski? I think it's Kapowski. Yeah. They, yeah, they made an appearance. We'll explain. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming right at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, the 90s were back in a big way. Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun. We'll get to that a little bit later, explain everything that's going on. If you're watching the game and you follow on Twitter, you know what was happening. But uh, some fun was had. Even though it was a, a emotional day, it was nice to have some fun uh, with a couple of fans that were at the game and us on Twitter. Uh, but before we get to any of that, first things first. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, we have to start obviously with Mr. Peter McNabb. So uh, we all know, you know, he, he passed away and longtime avalanche color commentator um and they they had a nice uh ovation for him even before the game and the hour yep. before the game uh it was a nice round table discussion with uh, connor mcgay he was there Mosier was there uh kyle keith was there and then they brought people back lauren uh, not lauren gardner Jamar, lauren gardner was there um and then people that work behind the scenes so it was just a, a really good hour of just dudes hanging out talking you know what i mean and 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 that's kind of what happens when you have someone close to you that dies you you get together and you just reminisce and that's pretty much what that was just while cameras were filming yeah and it was it was fitting of a tribute for pete that all of it was just jovial remembering the good things it was not like talking about the end and the sadness and even when he was announced in ball arena, it wasn't a moment of science silence. It was a moment where everybody got to cheer. I loved that. <clears throat> that was great. <clears throat> and it, of course, like it, it, it got, it got to me, the whole night got to me. And like that first period you could really feel, and it was almost kind of fitting that Matt Duchesne was on the other side because <laughs> he was one of those players that was also very vocal about it. And you could, you could feel the, the emotion in the air. And it kind of, once that first period went out of the way, it got back to hockey and you could see it in the score in that second period. But that whole first period, like every commercial break, they came back with something about Pete. And it just, I don't think one full game was enough to remember everything that Pete did for the game of hockey. No, not at all. And and the the hour beforehand, that was obviously pre-recorded. So, yeah. you know, that that was maybe a few days ago. Um, and then when they went, then it was game time and they, they, you know, started having the, the live broadcast. They didn't have anybody in his seat 
and yep. it was just Mark Mosier for the game. Um, I don't know how how Mosier got through that game. I don't. Um, especially in the beginning, as the game's going on, you get in the, into the flow of the game. Um, you, you maybe you know you can not forget about it, obviously, but you can get into the game. But in the beginning, when he's he's telling everybody like. You know, the camera has enough field of view where where he normally would be, uh, he's not. And he's just saying, like, we're we're keeping his spot empty for for tonight. Um, And then, like, in the beginning, it was noticeable. Like, things where they they always come back from that first commercial and they always say, here's tonight's starting goalies. And McNabb would always make a comment on both goalies and then the puck would drop. There was silence there. You know what I mean? So like Mosier, when he came back, here's tonight's starting goalies. They put the graphic up and he just let it breathe. He didn't replace Peter McNabb in doing his spot in, you know, talking about the goalies and the starting goalies and all that stuff. He just let it go. And that was like, oh man, like that, you know, you always, it wasn't until like the game actually started where it's like, yeah, he's really not there. And you just kept yeah. waiting for him in moments during the game to take over where, where Mosier kind of like leads him into where he's going to talk and he takes over the highlight and it just, it, it did take some adjustment on my end. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was odd in the beginning and not just an adjustment for the fans. Like this is twice. We've talked about Maxi on the podcast and I barely made it through without choking up and like not crying on the podcast. How Mosier can not only, continue to do what he's doing what he's had pete right there beside him the whole time and to do these tributes and talk about him and not like step into his seat and do both roles during the broadcast and not choke up and not like be thrown off his game speaks to the professionalism of Mosier. like yeah that i can't like i i never met pete and like i'm over here getting all misty eyed like i'm watching some rom-com and like Mosier, he did exactly what he did, and he he gave the moments brevity, mm. and it was um, so professional on his part. I I almost certain he he started to crack a little bit at the literal end when he's yeah. signing off. Um, I think Katie interviewed Miko Rantanen on the ice. And then as Mosier's just wrapping the whole thing up and he kind of just did like one last remembrance of, of Peter, he, I think he started to break. He's, he's given that. Yeah. <laughs> he made the entire broadcast. I think, you know, if that was you or I, like working with someone for that long, it would have easily been a wreck that entire game. I don't know how it would have done it. And I don't know how Mosier did it. So yeah, I congratulate him for, for getting through. Um, but he 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 doesn't have his his teammate with him, and it's gonna be odd. And the first game without him, like I said, it there was just moments where you're just so used to him filling in the blanks, and and they go to replay, and he's there explaining what's going on, and it just wasn't there. And it's just something that you gotta get you gotta get used to. Yeah, and when I pass away, I don't know how you'll be able to do the podcast through the tears of joy. Um, but no, and like I have and, a sound check for it. Yeah, <laughs> a sound check, like um, we are the champions or something. Um, but and even like Kyle and Riker, like in the, they kept referencing like the spirit of Pete, and mm. even Mosier did that a couple times, and it was just like, like you, 
were speaking to like the absence of him but when they would reference like the spirit of pete it was like he was there like you felt him there mm. like it was just one of the most incredible broadcasts and i think it will be something we'll all remember for a very long time just like the subtle moments that weren't even scripted it was just how they handled everything and it to look yeah. back on what that what he left behind and that legacy speaks to the quality of the man that Peter McNabb was. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I will see where they go from here. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they'll, they'll have somebody fill in, but it's, it's like you said, it's just not going to be, <clears throat> it's not going to be the same. So, no. um, but it was good. And like the, the, I loved you mentioned it earlier that it wasn't a moment of silence. It was everybody yeah. get up and, and and applaud for like a solid minute. So that was great. And just the, the whole thing, what, what, what's the, the worst part about it is like he didn't like retire and we hadn't heard from him in a couple of years. Just the fact that, you know, a week ago we were listening to him and, and, yeah. and you know, like he was there. So that I think that just is what just makes it all the more sad is he worked right up until the end. And uh, if, if this was like we've had a couple of years of not having him in the booth, we could be used to it. We're not yeah. used to it yet. Yeah. So like for like as fans, we're selfish, like we didn't have time to prepare. And right. this is something yeah. like you need to take into your personal life and everything around you. Like you don't have time to prepare for some things. Appreciate the things you do have. Yeah. So uh, it was great. It was a great last send off for him. Um, and then the game was played and uh, it, it was, it was a good one for the most part for the abs. I thought the, the first and second period, they looked great. Maybe let off the gas a little bit in the third. Mid season uh, form, baby. <laughs> but we will talk about it. And, and before we get to that, we're going to have to do bet online. And then when we get back from bet online, uh, the couple uh teenage heartthrobs female heartthrobs from from the 90s made an appearance in t-shirt form behind the bench so we'll talk about that quickly but first we have betonline.net your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer obviously the NHL and esports we've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more that is betonline.net it's where the game starts all right, so before we get into the game, um, yeah, early in the game when they, they always show the opposing coach <clears throat> like once, just in the mm -hmm. beginning, just say, hey, this is the team we're playing. Here's their coach, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and behind behind the coach uh, was a guy wearing, it was like a, a American flag-like sweater that was open and a T-shirt with uh, Topanga on it from Boy Meets World. And it was just the most random thing that you don't really expect to see at a hockey game. Um, and then someone actually put, so I took a picture of it and I posted it and other people were like, yeah, what was with that? And somebody else with a quick eye when they were watching it saying like, I think the guy next to him is actually wearing a Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Same thing, American flag sweater, but Kelly Kapowski on his shirt. 
And later on in the game, they showed the coach again. And lo and behold, there was uh, Kelly Kapowski. So these two guys were sitting behind the bench uh, with these two girls that if you grew up watching those two shows, those were like, you know, those were your first crushes if you were a teenager. Um, So I I put up on Twitter a poll, uh, you know, well, first of all, it were people were commenting and somebody who follows us like knows those guys. So they tagged them and these two guys took a selfie and posted it and posted it to this thread that was going on on our Twitter page, which is fantastic. So I put a uh, poll up on if you're team Topanga or team Kelly. It was only a quick one hour poll and the results are in. It's 67% team Topanga over 33% team Kelly. There's no wrong answer here. Uh, but I'm more, I think I was more of a team Kelly. Hmm. Come say by the bell. Yeah, I think I was. And, uh, and, and this is almost like a landslide. I thought this would be a lot closer. See, you had the option A, option B. I'm t- totally, if I had to choose between the two, I would have to go to Panga. Yeah. And sorry. I'm sorry, Corey. I'm sorry, Corey. I'm sorry. Um, it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, like during that time, I was always Kim, Pink Power Ranger. Like that was my crush. So, like, I always, when everybody had that debate growing up, I was always like, but check out the pink power ranger and i would get laughed at so um, let me because i'm an adult now i'm team topanga all right yeah power rangers whatever yeah oh yeah you, like you can't grow old with the power rangers you can grow old with topanga and kelly um, Yeah, it's it's topanga yeah and like i said there's no wrong answer there uh if you're if you grew up as a teenager with them i don't know say by the bell was just uh on more than boy meets world for me so it's true. Gotta go Kelly. It's true. Yeah. Gotta go Kelly. Uh, but outside of that, the the game itself, uh, like I said, Avs win five to three. Um, they gave up the first goal and then scored the next five. And what when in during that five goal stretch, which I think two or three of the goals happened relatively quickly. Let's see. So you had low, you had Nico Ranton and tie it in the first, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then in the second, you had Logan O'Connor, and then a minute and a half later, Logan O'Connor, and then two and forty-five seconds later, Miko Rantanen. So you got three goals in a short amount of time. And then Evan Rodriguez hit another one. Um, they were rolling then, and that was—I was said to myself like, "This is the best that they have looked, I think, all season up to that point." They—they um, were—they were cruising. I thought they looked really well, uh, or they were playing really well, firing on all cylinders. They were getting really good, uh, good breakout passes. The one thing that I will hang on them is they struggled a little bit to to have some really clean exits. Yeah, no exits. Uh, Nashville doing a really good job of of keeping the puck in their offensive zone and, and getting at the blue line and stopping the puck from going out of the zone. Keep it. That was. And I give all the credit to to the, the Predators for doing that. Um, so I think the Avs could have done a little bit better job of, of getting rid of the puck in the zone. But other than that, for those first two periods, I thought they played great. Yeah, this and 
it kind of eased the mind of how are the Avalanche going to come back from Finland? How are they going to respond to these global games? Like, can they get back to that same level of intensity that they had in Finland? And they did. And they played against Nashville. It's a talented team. The record doesn't look that great. And Nashville's kind of reeling a little bit. But Miko Rantanen, another thing that we don't appreciate enough, um, Miko Rantanen got right back to business. Um, Absolutely stellar play. Like, Even with or without the puck, Miko was everywhere. And to see LOC exploding back to what he was last year, it's... And then even the Colorado Eagles and what they were contributing when they came up, like, there was a lot of really good things to take away from this game. I want to stay on on Logan O'Connor for a second because, like, this is what you need. And not necessarily Mm -hmm. from him, but in this, this instance from him. You have injuries. Like, we haven't been able to do a show the past couple of days. We haven't really talked about the injuries. But they are piling up now for the Avalanche. Obviously, you have Landeskog. You have uh, Nachuskin out for a month. You have Byram out week to week. You have Sam Girard out day to day. Uh, and the Darren Helm thing, you know, we don't know. We don't have a timetable on that. So... Like they're, they're starting to pile up. You need guys like Logan. You knew he was going to move up somewhere in the lineup. Okay, fine. But now you have to produce. Yeah, he absolutely did that. This is what you need. You have to have that mentality of okay, we're down guys, and we're down meaningful guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nuchuskin, like I feel horrible for him because like the start of his season was fantastic, um, and now you know. He's going to be out for for a month. He might need a couple of games to get back into the flow. By then, you're you're having surgery, um, but that's that's a month from now. Um, right now, somebody like guys like Logan O'Connor have to step up. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You have to, and at least for this game, he did. This only gives him confidence uh, for the next few games to continue this because he's going to have to. You're not going to have the you're not going to have guys like Nachuskin for a while. And LOC stepping up and upping his production and getting back to that like clean breakaway, like being at the mm. right place, the right time and putting the goal away. Also seeing guys like Newhook, he's starting to take on a Miko role with how he's setting up plays and a name that I haven't probably probably mentioned all season. JT Comfer, have yourself a game, bud. Mm. He has... I think he's starting to take on that Nathan McKinnon, I'm going to assist you to death role. Because he's starting to realize that it's I can't get the scoring going. I have to contribute somewhere. Somewhere And he was facilitating. He was on top of the play. Um, He was very present in ways that I haven't noticed all season. And JT Comper had himself a game and walked away with some points. And if this is where his contributions are going to come, keep this up, Jimothy Timothy. Yeah. It's true. Two assists for him on the day. Uh, we'll get to the stats in a minute, but um, guys like Alex Newhook flying around the ice, yeah, flying, and and was getting like some pretty good shots on net. Um, how many shots did he have on net? Some of the what? sickest lip lettuce in the oh, league on Newhook. Yeah. Wow. Let's get that well, mustache. I... Incredible. Surprisingly, he only had one shot on goal, and the one that I'm thinking of was a really good shot on net. Yeah, when he's yeah. he's flying through the center, and there was a defender on him, so he kind of like like snapped it, like short snapped the puck, and got some velocity on it. Um, 
and he couldn't follow through because the defender was right there. But you know, he he was everywhere. I thought he yeah. looked really good. Uh, you know, it, it it kind of I don't know. Like you're up five to one. Of course, you're not going to play as you know uh, as as you were to get up to five to one. But uh, I don't know. I just it, it, like I finally felt, even though the Predators cut it to five to three, I finally felt for a game like this is this the Avs got this you know yeah. like I, I like they were just playing that well yeah where I, I wasn't concerned and and Georgiev played another solid game uh you know he he is your guy so all around I think it was a a, a pretty positive game now um Peter Ball from the athletic just posted how um during the press conference to see he says it doesn't seem like Jared Bednar was thrilled. Uh, with the abs showing uh, he said the difference was that Colorado finished its chances he loved McKinnon and O'Connor's games and also praised Georgiev and Rantanen but he didn't like how the team handled the puck in the first uh, Martin I don't know, Kout. Man. <laughs> no man I thought I thought Cout was okay um he had a couple scoring chances let me see yeah he had scoring chances he was yeah. passing the puck in some very there was a couple of offensive like trying to get that offensive zone where he's passing in ways that the rest of the team is not like he hmm. counts passing was really bothering me tonight and i'm not just yeah. trying to single him out because when i'm seeing the success of like erod like he's on the he's doing great like lecky's falling off but like i'm keeping an eye on how everybody's reacting to this and like I want Cout to do good. Like I'm not cheering for a member of the Avalanche to do bad. Yeah. I'm wanting Cout to succeed. And like, yes, he had good scoring chances, but some of those passes, I was just like, bud, like throwing like into right right back in the middle in front of Yorgiev. Like you can't do that. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but overall, I thought he he played fine. I mean, he played almost 14 minutes. So he was out there for a good chunk of change. Yep. You have to feel bad for Shane Bowers. Oh. You absolutely have to feel crushed for him. Um, he finally gets the call up and plays one minute and 46 seconds and gets injured. And it was a weird thing. Like when I first saw it, like uh, someone someone checked him. I don't know who it was. I can't remember who it yeah. was, but someone checked him up against the boards. And and it wasn't like I don't he didn't get hurt on the check. He kind of like he absorbed the hit and then whoever hit him kind of fell. He's the one that fell. Yeah. And it seemed like Bowers tripped over him. And in tripping him, I feel like he braced himself on the ice and hurts an arm or a wrist or a hand or something like that on the ice. And they did say he had an upper body injury, obviously did not return. So that's my fear with him is it's a broken something in the arm uh, because it wasn't on the hit. I don't feel like it was on the hit and he could have had a kill McCarr moment. He could have had a kill McCarr because he came flying down the right-hand side on his first shift and a pass was given to him and he, it was a good save. Uh, it, it was either a save or he just missed it wide, but that was his first ever shot. First ever shift it looked like it was Kale McCarr version 2.0 and it went wide, but you liked to see that. That was like, okay, he's, he's here. He's, he's got some pep. He's ready to go. And then 
a couple minutes later, he's out for the game. I feel horrible for Shane Bowers today. And I like to thank the Avalanche for listening to our episodes on the plane back because Bowers and Sampo Ranta were called up. And that was both uh, a player from both of our fantasy rosters. So Hmm. yeah, that was interesting to see. Um, But yeah, Bowers came out and he looks so good. And then you hate to see him leave the game that way because you're just, I mean, his first NHL game and then it's just gone in an instant. Yeah, I'm just hoping for good news. Maybe it's just like a a strain or he just got a little ouchy. And the like, way he went down, I it almost looked like he caught that blade, and I kept looking for blood. That was yes, and that I was kept, a concern I, too. I was watching for some kind of drip because he kept holding it. I was just waiting because I was like, okay, they could sew him up. Maybe just a, it might not be that bad. But the more I didn't see it, I was like, oh, something must be broken. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Just, just the way he fell, like he felt yeah. kind of like harmless. I was like, oh, man, did he, like, scrape the blade as he was going down? But, yeah, uh, that was a concern, too. So, I don't know, man. Like, I just – you finally make it, and then that happens. I I just hope it's not not bad. So, all right. uh, One more piece of business to get to. We still have to get to a couple stats, too. But uh, we do have to give a sound check for today's game. So, Colin and I pick uh, songs that we feel best summarize the action – uh, against the Nashville Predators. You can go find and follow all of these songs on the playlist LOA Soundcheck. This is volume two. Feel free to follow volume one as well if you want. This is volume two. Um, what do you got for today? This one's for Maxi. This is... Uh, they both are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is In Loving Memory from Alter Bridge. Um, Great song. And when you put that playlist on shuffle, that song's going to hit you and you're going to know exactly yeah. what it's for. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I had to go that same route too. Um, I went with a song by Pearl Jam. <clears throat> um, and it's the last song on their Backspacer album. And it's called, and it's simply called The End. And that's this is this, like we, we've talked about them really like two and a half shows. We mentioned it briefly on the other show, but. Um, we knew last night was going to be a big, you know, remembrance of him with the hour beforehand. And, you know, he's still going to be talked about yep. forever is if you're an avalanche fan, but this was like the, the, the final piece of, uh, really kind of remembering him in a way that they won't do again. May, well, maybe if they put a, a banner up or something like that for him, which I would definitely not be against. I think that that could be something really good to, to remember him by. But like uh, the uh, levels one, of was, Harry Carey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's as important to the avalanche as Joe Sackick is. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's the it's a very good song. Lyrically, it, it is about things coming to an end. And uh, this was it for for Peter McNabb. So. Once again, thanks for everything you've done. It was mm-hmm. it was a joy. So, um, as far as uh, just some of the stats, because like you mentioned, Miko continues to be awesome. Two goals and an assist for him. Uh, Logan O'Connor with the two goals. Nathan McKinnon it continues to be an assist machine. I'm pretty sure if nothing else happened in the league, he's leading the league in assists now. Or if he's not, he's tied. Um, 
Defensive end, you had uh, Tave. You had, you had three defensemen with an assist: Taves, McCarr, and you want to take a guess who the third one is? McDermott, Curtis McDermott, with a uh, assist on the night. There you go, buddy. Um, yeah, as far as let's see, shots on goal, even at thirty-five each, and the ABS were. Started off a little bit slow, but at the end of the first, they had 21 shots on net. And I want to say around like the 10 minute mark, they had less than 10. Yeah. Uh, so they really started to pepper them with shots. And then, um, but it ended up at 35 apiece. Face offs, 55 to 45 in favor of the Predators. Power plays, the Predators were one for two. The Avalanche power play continues to roll two for three. For the abs and the power play, they are just you get you know if you're an opposing team, don't take penalties. Yeah, because you might as well just say fast forward two minutes and give the Avalanche a goal because it's pointless. They're they're just on a roll with that, even with a depleted roster. Right, right, and and you can't make light of that because we've been talking so much about the depth and how it's struggling. And now with all, you know, this was the first game since all of those injuries. Um, did did By- Byron played the first game of the Finland? I'm almost yes. positive. Yes. So he didn't play the second one. Sammy G, I think Sammy played both of those games. It's like last week and I can't even remember it. But um, all of yeah, this. We're other- done with the global games. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I hate the gap. Yeah. I hate that gap. But yeah, I think he was part of. I think he. I think he was in both of them. I know he but, did in the first one. Yeah. But either way, like you know, all of these injuries are happening. Like, like this is, is all fresh. Yeah. So to get that kind of play, like we said, from O'Connor, uh, I, liked, I liked how Cal played. Um, yeah. Uh, Confer had a much better game. Cogliano's just solid. Yeah. <laughs> He's just uh, Evan Rodriguez with a goal. Um, it was good. It was good. You, you don't like to see them get a couple goals to, to cut it to five to three, but um, I, I do. I feel like the Avalanche are, are hitting that stride of you're going to see this type of play uh, game in and game out, which is odd because, like we're saying, this is not this is not their final team really. Like there's so many guys that are out that are so important to this team, but that's just what is so good about the avalanche is they can put people in and just keep it going. Keep the train moving. And it's, it's a very, it's a very positive outlook for when these pieces start coming back. And it's a good opportunity for those, the bottom six to finally start growing a little bit. It really starts stepping up into established roles. Definitely. Yes, Gerard did play both games in Finland. So, all right, everybody, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today and for this. What, what's the, what's their next game at? Um, Saturday mm-hmm. night against Carolina. Carolina. Okay. That's going to be a good one. So, uh, all right. Kyle and I will be back on Monday. It'll be a little bit of a shortened week next week. Uh, I think we'll have shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then uh, I am heading down to North Carolina to watch our boys play the Hurricanes in North Carolina. But uh, So it'll be a little bit of a shortened week as far as shows go. But that's down the road. 
for now. That's going to wrap it up for today. So thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It's obviously always appreciated. Make sure you follow us on our social media outlets. And uh, until then, it's been a a fun week. So uh, we'll do it again next week for a few days. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we'll see you Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.